0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Common Sense Show. Glad you could join us. My name's Dave Hodges. I'm the host, and we're the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. But we need your help, and we're really growing on digital platforms. Our TV show has quadrupled in two months. Our podcast has uh, tripled in the last four months, and so a lot of it's due to our great audience. Thank you, but. But we need action. We need to reach the people who do not know what's going on. So please, please share these broadcasts. And we got a really good one today with Sarah Westall. And we're going to be talking about government-sanctioned mind control. No, this isn't a science fiction movie. This is the real deal. I've taught some of these techniques in my psychology classes, believe it or not, back when I was active. And uh, when you're a professor, you get to do some of those things. (laughs) You have a little more latitude. So, yeah, I know quite a bit about what we're going to talk about today. It's frightening, and it's underway. Before we join Sarah, though, I need to let you know the first part of the program is brought to you by Noble Gold. And I went from just an advertiser for a reputable company that I knew was doing a great job for their people to being a customer many times over. They've helped me diversify to the point that I know when the dollar finally collapses, and there's coming that day, we leave Biden in long enough, it's gonna happen. We are going to look at bank collapse. You're gonna look at pension fund collapse. And so I had to look at my life that way and say, okay, I gotta plan accordingly. And I'm diversified enough that it's not that I won't take hits, but I'm gonna basically survive because I am diversified in the right ways. You can be too. And these people are not pushy. You actually have to push them to close a deal. That's how they're trained. So, wanna find out more? Want a free conversation? They'll send you free material. They won't bug you. They'll let you make up your own mind. Give them a call at 877-646-5347. Again, that number to get a hold of Noble Gold is 877-646-5347. And I'll tell you a little secret. The owner is a friend of mine. I know a lot of the people there now. And if you wanna to go to the top of the line, Mention my name. That's 877-646-5347. Well, Sarah has been on our show and we've talked about a variety of topics and she gets to interview some really cool people, people with great information. I'm envious of some of the great interviews that she has done. And so you, you do this work long enough you're not an economist, but you become an economist, or you're not an expert in psychology, but you start to learn an awful lot about it. Although that is my background academically, but Sarah has touched on some of these topics here and they're just fantastic. So I asked her to come on and there's so many things we could cover, but um, um, we decided that we would largely focus on mind control and related aspects. Sarah, I'm glad you could join us Welcome to the show, and I know we're going to get carried away with this, because I know how emotional this is going to be, so I just want you to give out how people can follow you in the beginning, and we'll review it uh, if we have time at the end, which we'll <laughs> definitely make time for.
1: Yeah, because I lose track of, oh, i got to promote my show. Exactly. Um, <laughs> go to sarahwestall.com. That's the best place to get hold of me, and I, I have subscribe sections on the bottom of every page now. So I ask people to subscribe to my newsletter because that's Mm -hmm. the best way you know what's going on. Otherwise, I have articles, I have shows, I have all those things. My podcast is growing very quickly, too. I think people are just so hungry for good information, and so they're looking for, you know, places they can trust. And so I feel honored that people are listening to me. But, yeah, sarahwestall.com.
0: Yeah, and by the way, I get your newsletter. It's really good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we have one too, folks. I bet you, I know you know that thecommonsenseshow.com. Yeah. Um, we have our own. But anyway, mind control. Um, let me tell you my first experience, and then I'll let you just run with it from there. It was in uh, the 1980s. Oh God, it hurts to say this. Okay, I'm actually having aging pains here in my hypothalamus. But anyway, it was in the 1980s, and I showed a 16 millimeter film, no video yet, 16 millimeter film of a guy named Jose Delgado who died about eight years ago and he was a Spanish physiologist and he was using remote control electrical frequency to do a bullfight he didn't have the red cape he just had the device so the bull comes charging at him in this public arena he presses the lever and the bull calmly walks away and he was able to neutralize the anger response in his limbic system which is the center of your emotions Well, uh, Yale was so enthralled with him, they brought him over to the United States. And this is, I think, 1961 when he first came over here. And he worked for Yale for four years, and he was doing things like reversing epilepsy, doing just amazing things with electrical frequency stimulation of the brain. And then the CIA snatched him up, and he worked for Stanford Research Institute until right before his death. And when he got out, he did an interview that was really curious. And I tried to interview him as well. And unfortunately, he died the week before he was to come on my show. But he said we should never have done the work that we did on the human mind. So I think Sarah's yes. going to give us some insight to this. Sarah, how was that for an intro?
1: That was really good because it gives you the frequency is a big part of it. But, you know, they've also learned, they've learned how to control the fact that we're herd animals. And because we're herd animals, they mess with the, the, our need to belong to a group. And there are independent thinkers like you and I, but we also have a need to belong to groups as well. And so that's the next level of it, and I'll get into that. But uh, they've been working on things as far as uh, you know, the frequency. They know what parts of your brain, what parts of your body... They can, you know, stimulate, they can work, affect your organs. They can, they've figured out your brain. You know, like uh, if you, emotional centers will get triggered because we're herd animals, okay? So if it's an independent thing that you're dealing with, it doesn't affect your emotional center. You're just making decisions and going. But if you're going against a group, the group that you belong in, that triggers intense emotional responses in your brain and they figured out how to um, they figured out where in your brain those spot responses are and how to mess with those different aspects of your brain with frequency they can turn it off or impair that area so that you won't go with the group or you will go with the group They've also d- do priming, so that's where the social media and all this other stuff comes in, where and our media and all the stories, and you see it a lot with COVID. COVID is a classic psyop from every. How aspect so? Of can
0: you it. give us an example.
1: Yeah, I'll, and I can talk about all different aspects of it. First of all, the priming, the priming is such that they want you know the fear. Fear shuts down your cognitive ability to make rational decisions. Okay. The priming is such that they prime you to have certain attitudes and beliefs so that when you need to make a decision, you're going to go in the direction they want you to go. So, for example, with uh, COVID, they scared the hell out of people. They made up a mostly fake pandemic. There was something out there because they had they had to seed it in places. But it was a mostly uh, made-up pandemic with... Because a pandemic, you have to have a certain percentage of the people have to have a disease, and it has to be um, dangerous to something like 8% of the people. And it was less than 1%. It was a variant of the flu. With uh, treatments, it's very... uh, They know that you can treat it in almost all the cases, and they censored those treatments. It was important that they censored voices like me and you so they censored us because that would mess up their psyop. Because if they were, people were getting information that this wasn't dangerous and there was treatments, then they couldn't their psyop wouldn't work. So the false tests, the the caseload, the 24 hours a day CNN and so forth talking about the death, that was creating this huge scare. This is a scary thing. If you don't get the vaccine and the vaccine is what they wanted people to get, then you will. Probably die. You know the vaccine is really important. And then they moved on to if you don't get the vaccine, you will be shunned, and everybody thinks that then you're not going to be part of the herd. Not being part of the herd is extremely powerful, as I was saying. So they were using all these, yeah, they were using all these psychological elements to get people to get this vaccine. Now in the hospitals, they did the same thing with. Workers with the healthcare staff. You won't be part of the, the herd, all these other things. And the mandates were coming from trusted, well established, uh, you know, the American Medical Association, the um, CDC. They happened to have a trusted reputation in these areas, the, the universities. They were trusted by the healthcare system. And so these doctors and things didn't bother to look at the data. I think that's laziness, but that's human behavior, right? So, and they didn't want to go against the herd. And so that was the priming that took place. Okay. So that everybody was mentally in the spot they wanted them to be in. And then they used other psychological, I mean, this was layered psychological, uh, Warfare. It's like psych- it's psychological warfare. It's called mind war. Um, I've seen. Cause I spent James Fetzer. I did a I did a presentation. It's going to air this coming weekend on mind control. I did a 10 minute documentary. It was part one, and I wanted to do you know a couple more parts, and then I got sucked into this. And I said, you know what? I need to do this because this is the backbone of everything that we're we're experiencing right now. And so I spent you know, besides all the time I've spent before submerging myself into it, I just spent the three days doing nothing but this. Um, So I could find more of what I was looking for. And what I found, first of all, my documentary is about setting things up of how we've moved from traditional propaganda and psyops, which psyops is complementary to warfare, how we've moved into mind war, Which is essentially instead of warfare, you're doing unconventional warfare where it's all about the mind. It's all about the hearts and souls of people to get them to do what you want them to do. If something's not true, we will make it true. And that's so the goal. So my my quest was to figure out how in the heck are they doing all these things? How are they getting people to do something that is harmful to them and their children. With all the information that's out there now now about how, okay, COVID doesn't affect children and the vaccine is at least six times more dangerous, especially for boys, than COVID is, how in the world are you getting uh, parents to get their kids vaccinated? Because who would do that, right? It makes absolutely no sense. Well, this is mind war. This is psychological operations. And so I did a lot of research into that. And one of the things I found, the first thing I found was a presentation at West Point Academy. They, ha- they always have all these doctors come through, different neuroscientists. And this particular doctor was talking about how uh, PSYOPs is new, the new warfare, just like what I was saying in my little mini doc, and that you will run into this. He was talking to cadets at West Point. You will run into this during your career, and if you go into the private industry, you will run into it there as well because this, the 21st century, is all about the war of the mind. So he was saying the same thing I was. And then it went on from there of different things that I've learned, and uh, I don't know. It gets really intense. Do you want to say anything before I get into some more details? Because I already laid out. No, you, on. you're
0: you're <laughs> really following a lot of what I've covered um, in various spots, but I didn't cover it in totality like you are, and uh, you're nailing it every step of the way. And I imagine we're going to head towards a isolation of certain. Uh, parts of the brain and controlling certain functions of the brain like judgment you know perceptual control that kind of thing
1: well that's what the perceptual control all of that is they've isolated you know because neuroscience has come a long way so they isolated what parts of your brain controls what what function of your cognitive abilities and depending on what they want to make happen they can impair it with frequency and other elements there was a uh, freedom of information act that a journalist did and there was a leaked leaked pictures of how they're using frequency and this you know 1974 they knew every part of the body and what different frequencies do what to your brain and your body and your organs and i mean they've been working on this since the 40s they knew you know the different brain waves um patterns for you know what causes uh, excitability what co- what impairs your cognitive thinking? What impairs your emotion? All these different things, and you know what actual uh, frequency and beta and theta waves and Correct, yes. all that. Um, and so they've been working on this for a while, but what's different is now they have the infrastructure in place, you know, like 5G, 4G, 3G, um, and these pictures specifically show all the different ways that they can beam these frequencies into your body. You know, from microwaves, satellites to Wi-Fi technology, from and your your phone, and that is that was a telling. It's just a really good, comprehensive little diagram of what their capabilities are. I say somebody leaked it out on purpose. They want people to see this stuff. But now you get into more of what they're trying to accomplish. When you look at COVID, one of the things I found too was a West Point uh, um, presentation where they were talking about using um, warfare, uh, unconventional warfare using the medical system. And you can do this on whole populations Mm -hmm. where they get into the medical uh, records and they take people and they create ailments that aren't true. And they fix their record to make it look like they have ailments and then they are using improper protocols to deal with that ailment and that will incapacitate whole groups of people does that sound like what's going on in our hospital system
0: well it sounds like what's going on inside society
1: that's exactly right I mean and And... also
0: too it's being reinforced by societal organization for example in some countries You can still go in and chop. I think Australia is one of these, New Zealand's another, Europe, they're doing this. You can go in and chop at some parts of the store cordoned off if you're not vaccinated. So it's it's a reinforcement of the mental techniques um, by physical structure and how they're organizing society.
1: Yeah, the herd, because they purposely want to make you feel like you're less than if you're not part of the uh, herd, because that triggers the emotional... Uh, for so many people, the masses. You know, like me and you, or a lot of the listeners, once you understand what's going on, you're like, screw you, I'm not going to be part of this. But all of us have a need to belong. It's inbred into our psychology. And if you don't have that need, then you probably have some kind of psychosis. And they know that. And so that's what they're trying to trigger. And even when you know that, as an intellectual, you know, intellectually thinking about it, you um it still bugs you emotionally i mean you can still feel it like when i never i wouldn't wear a mask and i had this little card i you know and i I had people come up to me and harass me and everything else it still triggered my emotional centers at time where i felt awkward i was the only one in a sea of people without a mask you know i got strong but I I had to cognitively think about it and not let any emotions take over. And they know that. And most people aren't capable of withholding their strength. And we need to be. We need to understand what's going on so that we can be stronger and not let them affect us. Because the more people like me who don't wear a mask, who have, you know, that set set the stage, that psychological difference makes a big difference for people having the courage to do the same thing as what I was doing. And there's studies too that I showed of group think, where mm-hmm. uh, and I think you've seen these famous studies where they'll show like a, a short line or a line, and then they give you A, B, and C.
0: Oh, the Solomon Asch study. Yes, I'm yes, very familiar yes. with that. And one. I
1: and I showed that little clip of them. You know how people will, even though they know what the truth is, because the five people before them all said the wrong answer, it, they're intimidated and they say the wrong answer as well. And if there's one person of those five that will say the right answer, that will reduce uh, by two-thirds the number of people that, yeah. will, that will say the wrong answer. It gives they the they found the, the same courage. thing in
0: the Milgram study too where they – Wanted to see if someone would murder someone using electric shock um, in in a word pair game and with no coercion other than you must continue or we'll have to discontinue the experiment kind of direction. No weapons, no threats of violence, no threats of fining. And the Milgram study found the same thing that you just mentioned. Two-thirds of the people were deemed to have gone gone all the way had these shocks been real and they would have murdered people just based on the say-so of an authority figure.
1: Yep, that's that's exactly right. They're so that and it's so powerful. There was a study that I found. It was Brain Games by National Geographic and I like this is powerful. And it was a silly little thing uh what they had them do, but it it programmed somebody and then they use well listen to the story. What they did is they had a person come in everybody in the office it was for a dental or a, some kind of medical appointment and she came in at noon and everybody in the office were actors. And she didn't know, of course. And every time a, a ding went off, everybody stood up and then sat down. And she's looking around like, what the heck are people doing? You know, this is stupid. And then they would do it again, and everybody'd stand up. And then they'd do it again. Everybody sat. By the, by the fourth time, she stood up like everybody else because she felt awkward being the only one not standing up.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. Candy yeah. Camera did something like that in, in uh, elevators, is a joke. Yep. Um, and they had people, the guy would get on an elevator and everyone else was a plant and they would turn around and face the rear of the elevator and so they showed the guy at each each stop on the floor and uh, it, he was turned around facing the back with everybody else and then people would walk off and then they would face the side and he would turn and face the side when they got to the next floor and were filming I mean it was hilarious and it was for Candid Camera with the old Alan Funt show but yeah. it showed the same thing. And it's, just, it's classic groupthink. And it shows the hive mentality. And this is how they try to get us to conform to their BS.
1: Okay, well, this is where it gets really incredible, okay? What they did is they took it a step further. And they removed the people one by one. And she was the only one left. And she kept doing it, right? And then they added people who were not uh, actors, who were just like her, one by one. And one by one, those people were programmed by her to do the same thing. Next thing you know, you had a whole waiting room of people who are not actors, who are all standing up and sitting down. Mm -hmm, Yeah. They programmed one person, seated the group, and they were all doing the same thing. And the power of that was the fact that they could program somebody and then get everybody else to do it based on the programming. That was incredible. And that's why I wanted to air that one because it was the the power of the programming. Now think of it with COVID. That was a silly thing. You're gonna get you're gonna get people like um, I know my my kids or me. We I go why I would speak up and say why are we all standing up? I just am that type of person. I I really think I would at least ask. I wouldn't just do it. I'd have to ask. but and so you get enough, and so probably that wouldn't work. Is if you get enough people. But once you add in all the other psychological things they did with COVID, the media nonstop per, uh, propaganda, the the fear factor that they put in, all these other things, the masks, the the you know all the media reports, that with all those additional elements, that's how they get the people to do it, and. That would work. Uh, It would be very powerful and work almost 100% of the time. And that is what happened. And it's very clear that this was a psyop on what they're doing, especially now that you see the data and you know what they knew before they went into this. They knew that um, they had treatments. They knew they had treatments and they were censoring treatments. They censored us all ahead of time. You know, we thought they were censoring us for the election, which maybe they were doing when, you know, my YouTube was taken down at October 15th, right before the election, and maybe it was for that, but I had all these doctor um, videos up, and I'm like, well, I'm not, I wasn't QAnon, which they accused me of. I wasn't doing all these things. I was doing doctor videos talking about COVID and the truth behind all that, and then I was deleted. So I think they were... Getting ahead of all this and deleting any dissenting voice and any narrative, both with the election, because I was talking about the election, too, and with. uh, But more importantly, this narrative around COVID, I think their whole bioweapon with this vaccine has been their goal this whole time. They needed uh, Biden in office so that this would be implemented because Trump was talking about people having their right to decide on their own and they can't have that they need to have that authoritarian viewpoint and they needed that coming from the left because the right the base of the right wouldn't support that but the base of the left it was easier to get them to support it so that's why they had to use it from that side versus from the right because the right just wouldn't support it but the interesting thing and this is priming again Trump keeps supporting this vaccine. He keeps saying it's safe and effective. He just did this last week. He keeps doing it, knowing that the information is out there. So the priming is that the people on the right, even though he's saying something that's (coughs) fundamentally against the, the overall base, they don't come out and say anything negative against them because he's part of their group. That's the priming. You know that behavior. Yeah, Trump did amazing things um, with the economy and all these other. And the fact that he's saying we have a right to choose—that's way better than Biden. All that stuff. But they're not nailing him for his continual support of this vaccine because he's part of the group. Well, and that's, uh, go ahead. I'll say
0: this right here: I will not vote for Trump until he reverses his position. I'll be pushing for DeSantis.
1: So will I. I 100 percent. You can't support this, this vaccine and get my support because to me that was this whole agenda. And and so that makes me question his allegiance to what you know, what is he doing? Because you could have primed all of us. This is where the priming comes in. You primed all of us to trust you. And then you do this warp speed, and then you do keep telling everybody the vaccine is okay. I mean, what the heck? Were you part of this PSYOP? Or are you not? And the only way we can tell if you're part of the PSYOP or not is if you come out against this vaccine because we know what it is that they're trying to get accomplished. And if you if you look at it from this standpoint, then things start to make sense because nothing makes sense, right? It's all irrational until you realize it's a big PSYOP.
0: Yeah, well, you're exactly right. It is a big PSYOP. And uh, Trump has fallen victim to it. And and also, too, they've used something else, too. I, I call it inch by inch. It's a cinch. It's an encroaching mentality. Uh, psychology refers to it as the, the door, uh, the foot in the door syndrome, where you put your foot in the door and you're a salesman. and It's a lovely day. Yes, uh, you look so nice. Thank you. And you have your foot in the door and they can't shut it on you. And eventually you make the sale because of it. And you just slowly progress to your objective. Well, a year ago. Biden said, well, never going to make vaccines mandatory. We wouldn't do that. Uh, Even before that, Fauci said in the very early days of the pandemic, a so-called pandemic, oh, you won't have to wear a mask. That would be silly. That's only for surgeons. And eventually they've advanced the agenda, masks and vaccines, and now five-year-olds. And pretty soon they'll inject them out of the womb, probably do it before the baby's born. I mean, this is the incrementalism that we're seeing, which is another psyop, uh, another psyop ploy.
1: Absolutely. And then it gets scary because not as if this isn't scary, because this could talk about billions of people being killed with this. And and this is mass murder. I mean, let's not call it anything different than it is. And it's already been mass murder. We've already passed the mass murder. It's worse than the uh, I looked at. Um, mass murder over the years uh, by dictators, and it's already in the top like six mass murders of all history, just based on how many people have died so far and how many people are on the horizon. This will be the largest mass murder of all human history. Um, Really quick, if if not, we might even already be there um, around the world. We are. I think we are. Yeah, when you start talking about all the different elements that are involved with this. So we're already there and we they've just gotten started right they really want to take this another few more notches up but the other part gets into transhumanism with this and and with the frequency and with all you know where they want to to go because mind control and transhuman transhumanism starts to merge as you get more and more sophisticated right because there's so many cool things you can do with augmenting the human's ability um, I'm, I, I am not anti-technology what I am is um, and this is what I said in my presentation I said you have to make a decision on whether the application of this technology takes away somebody's free will is, and it's about somebody whether it's about keeping your free will whether it's about helping somebody with their health and their happiness and having um, and thriving you know, in the world versus, and I, I didn't use those exact words but most of them versus uh, controlling somebody's free will, can, you know, control, sickness, death, and um, using people for nefarious ter- reasons. And that's the difference of the application. For example, if you're going to help the blind see, you know, that that's a good thing, right? They can't see, and you're augmenting their ability to see. If somebody's paralyzed, you're augmenting their ability so they can um, function and they can walk and they can... They can Enjoy their life, right? That's a godly thing to do. That's good. It's when you take these things the next step and you start to control somebody's free will that it becomes evil and it should be illegal. And we're talking about um, DARPA, who has these brain implant... They just got approved. I don't know how many... couple. This was back in 2018. They got approved. So it's been like three years now. They got approved to do brain implants because they were working on the this technology, which is already there, where they can take rats and do hive mind uh, studies. They've done hive mind studies with rats, where they all they link all their brains together with neural net, you know, brain implants, and they all work together to fo- to solve problems. And they've learned that an individual rat versus the group, the group can solve a problem much faster and better. Than the individual rat i mean it's pretty incredible and so what they they're doing with darpa is um they're saying they're taking 500 volunteers and i'm sh- pretty sure they've already gotten to this point um i couldn't find any more additional information on it and actually the video that i found um was on an alternative site and youtube already deleted that from their uh stockpile that
0: tells you um, you're on to but anyways something. Yeah
1: they were saying that DARPA was approved for this and they were volu- finding 500 volunteers to link your brains together and that these people would live for the rest of their lives in this virtual reality simulation where they would be solving problems and working together and have a hive mind. They called it a hive mind. And the thing is the, the rest of their lives thing is what stuck out to me. Like what? <laughs> It's what thing, okay, I'm going to do a study, but why did it have to say the rest of their lives? But it, that's what the terminology they said, and that, that thing, I think, was a little far. I mean, I could do a study for six months, but the rest of their lives kind of thing? Well, I know. But anyways, know. Um, that made me think, is this what they mean by you will own nothing and you will be happy?
0: uh-huh it, yeah. it, it well so this yeah is that's what they're my talking first about i mean that we was think my, about it yeah that was go my ahead. first thought absolutely my first thought there when they said that you'll own nothing and be happy you won't own control over your own facilities but they Definitely. will make you think everything is beautiful and they're going to profit on your demise and they're already doing that with the vaccine industry and uh, they're going to profit in other ways as they take us to destruction it's interesting that you made a link several minutes ago um, and um, the link was basically between mind control and transhumanism. They're mind controlling the the segment of the population they're going to allow to survive that will be subservient and serving their needs. And do you know where this was really displayed? This was displayed in... Uh, oh, God, you can tell I'm just going brain dead here. Um, what was the trilogy? Matrix? Um, Matrix? No, no, it was a trilogy movie. Oh my god, I can't believe it's it such a major movie too. And I just drew a blank here. Uh oh, I better better take my uh Joe Biden medication here.
1: Um, <laughs> That's because you're overloaded with information. That oh my hard. god,
0: it's just uh Susan Collins. She wrote the trilogy. And I can't think mm. of the name. I'm just I've gone blank on it. Um
1: What was it about?
0: Um Donald Sutherland was in it he was the bad guy and oh that was um
1: uh game um Hunger Games yes
0: can you believe I just did that oh the decline of Dave Hodges right I on the do air. that all the time anyway um so but the Hunger Games Society if you recall that they had the the people in the 12 districts that were just basically living crap lives so they were subservient and controlled by the masses they lived a couple hundred, 300 years behind the technology that existed. Uh, they lived short lives. They were deprived of, of, uh, of anything of value. There was technology when they went to fight the Hunger Games they had never seen when they went to Capital City. This is what, this is what they're building towards. That was, when I saw that movie, I, I felt like I better go to the bathroom because I was so shocked by it. I thought, this is everything I know that's coming. From Agenda 21 at the time, now Agenda 2030. And what's really interesting about this this whole process is Susan Collins Suzanne Collins had never, ever, ever written anything but a children's book. Ever. And and mm-hmm. and I'll and I'll go one better on you. There was a book out too that my son read when he was in the fifth grade. And he brought it home and I was looking at it and I'm thinking, OMG, this is Hunger Games. And um, it was um, written by a children's author, and I did the research on her, and she had never, ever, ever done anything other than a children's book. I believe that 10, 12 years ago, we were being psyoped. We were being prepared at that time for this is the society that's coming, and we're going to give the scripts to children's authors, let them do with it in their own writing style what they will, but they have what this is all about.
1: But um, I think also the matrix might have been the first priming where you're in this yeah, world great. and they create this virtual reality world that you would enjoy. Um, but at the t- at, as they, you're in this, they use every part of your body as you are the commodity. Basically, they're harvesting your energy. And when, they're, when they need organs, they'll harvest your organs. They'll harvest whatever they need from you. And that, I believe, is the the, the the most psychopathic of them all. You know, the psychopaths and the sociopaths and that, that group, that's what they want to do, just completely use us as commodities. Um, I think it's a range. It's a, And I, I, I don't want yeah, like to get so caught up that that we don't realize that not all of humanity is like this. I mean, we're not that crazy. We, we see perspective where... There's the good people, the light side of technology, and it's a range from the most nefarious people all the way to the people who are the most angelic, you know, I mean, as far as what they want to do with this. And even the people that want it, that like transhumanism aren't all the way over on the side of using us as commodities. They just want to um, enhance the human experience so that we can live longer and feel better. I mean, those are that's why it's going to be sold, and that's how they're going to sell it is because there's people who really believe in it and they have a good reason to believe in it because there's a lot of good things that you can do with it but just like we've talked about this in the past where they take um charities that are for human trafficking and of course we need people to fight human trafficking you know i mean that is one of the most important things because that's the whole blackmail system that they use to control people it's one of them uh, on top of all the psyop stuff. But, Um, these charities are front groups for the people doing human trafficking. Well, it's the same concept of how they're going to bring in transhumanism, the people who really believe in it. And there are so many great things that you can do with this technology. They're going to use that, ride that to bring us into this this world where then they can use us as commodities. And so uh, this is what I believe and this is what I've been saying is that we can now tell... Just like we can see, they can see frequency, they know what b- parts of our brain do what. We can tell what parts of the brain should fire in a healthy brain. If you're a sociopath or a psychopath, your brain waves look different than somebody who has a healthy brain. And if you, just like the 25th Amendment says that you're cognitively impaired to be the president of the United States because you can't, you have Alzheimer's and you can't make rational decisions and you're a liability to the country. Well, you're a liability to the country if you're a sociopath or psychopath, and you have no, um, we can't have you in any kind of position of power where people are dependent on you because we can't trust that your motives are anything but nefarious and about you. And we can't afford to have people like that in power. And now that goes, what we have to be careful with is if we implemented that, of course, they would use, they could then weaponize that as a way to get rid of good people. But not if we they, um, allow those brain scans to be accessible by everybody. This is where our founders were really smart. Everything has to be diversified. Everything has to be, um, you know, at the, so everybody has access to it. So if we all can see somebody's brainwave, they're a psychopath or sociopath, they cannot be in positions of power, period. That's what I believe. I, and I don't know how you'd implement it without weaponizing it, but while we have psychopaths and sociopaths in power and we have this powerful technology, it's too dangerous. It just is. I mean, that's what we're dealing with right now is the mental psychosis of the people who are in power.
0: Well, yeah, this type of extremism draws a certain type of psychopathology. There's no question about that. Um, they, you know, We know Dr. Sherry Edwards, and she constantly illustrates from the uh, voice inflection reflections of personality that she's well documented the lack of empathy from these leaders there, there's yep. absolutely no concern for the people at all in her in what she's found in her psychological research
1: yeah and the lack of empathy is a big part and you know as a psychologist your background in this is a big part of whether you're a sociopath, sociopath or a psychopath, and there's huge parts of their brains that don't fire when you're, you have that psychosis. Um,
0: I would agree, and I would even take it a step further. They're breaking down the means of support in society as well, too, that would help buffer you against an unhealthy trend. In other words, you could say, I'm not jumping on the vaccine bandwagon because it's unproven. Oh, now it's proven to be dangerous. But see, you would have to get support from close friends and from family. Well, I just did a study on this, and it's interesting. The intact family, mom, dad, and the kids, that represents only 14% of all American families today. They
1: have—they
0: mm-hmm. These people in control of our society have so manipulated us that we are a shell of what we were in fact the famed uh, sociologist amitai etzioni who was extreme liberal but he even had the sense to say this he said the family can survive without the state but the state can't survive without the family and since we're going through a bolshevik revolution build back better means you have to tear something down before you can build it back and what they have torn down is the family unit So to resist these group force kinds of of scenarios that you're describing very well, and we've referenced psychological studies to support these trends, they have taken away and eroded the support people would have to stand up to these forces, namely the family
1: unit. Yeah, I would agree with you. They've really, really targeted the family unit. And I, I think that uh, the other thing they're doing is they've have is a psyop, making people believe. You know, the Democrats believe that they're, you know, part of. They, they're using that herd mentality um, of keeping people in this Democratic Party to have some base of support, when classical liberalism does not. You just use an example: classical liberalism would not support what they're doing right now, and they should have almost zero support. And uh, they still have support because people are afraid to leave their herd, their, you know, tribe, and they don't realize that they're in a different tribe than they thought they were in, and they're being used. And I, that's why I keep saying, you know, that that's the divide and conquer they're still using. Although that's not working as well because more of them are waking up to what's really going on.
0: Well, waking up, but not enough to action awareness is not action and that's the gap That's the gap that America's in today and you're right the tribe is being replaced by what will soon be the diatribe I have an article coming out um, in this time frame that we're speaking in and it talks about how Antifa and BLM are going to morph into snipers on the roof and how do I know this because it's happened in every other country that has recently gone through a Marxist regime change. And I'm talking Egypt, Venezuela, list all these countries, and and I'm calling the article Snipers on the Roof. And this is what's coming to America. The tribe will be replaced by the diatribe, the anger, the hatred of the average people, the American family, traditional values, Jesus. We're all gonna be victims for our belief systems by these psychopathic rulers. And that's the trend we're on. And if I just said this without any substantiation, people would say, Dave's really gone over the edge. But when you look at the recent history, beginning with George Soros and the Arab Spring, and just work forward from there. You don't even have to even go back to communist China and Nazi Germany. We have enough evidence in the last 10 years to show this is the trend and this is the path America is on. We are headed... For Right now, we've got lawlessness in America. That's your first step of a communist Marxist regime takedown of an ordered society. Then you get the riots. Then you get the compromised prosecutors and politicians that allow the tearing down of society, the breakdown of the family. And then you get rid of all the dissidents by snipers on the roof, by concentration camps designed designed and disguised as COVID camps. And then you get your society that you want the elite on the path of transhumanism supported by the small mind control minority they let live, which is probably going to be about 10% of the population.
1: Yeah, that's the world
0: according to Dave.
1: Yeah. They're using Marxism as one of the mechanisms to mm-hmm. get them to where they want because it's not, that's not their goal. Obviously at the end, their goal is a technocratic mind controlled transhumanist environment. Amen. And they're, they're Satanists. And so they want to create, they want to trap people. And this is where it gets really nutty. And, uh, you know, I, I know it sounds nutty, but these people are this nutty. They want to trap human beings forever in this r- virtual reality system that they can harvest forever, essentially. It would essentially be hell on earth for people. Their souls. <laughs>
0: you, you just captured that it right trapped. there. That was a perfect phrase. Sarah, we need to step aside here for our final break. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I need to let you know that um, this ordered society is upon us. It's going to grow worse. And the government, when we stand up to what they're influencing, um, they're gonna shut us down. They're gonna shut down the websites, which are already underway. The UN's doing that at the DNS server point. And they're gonna shut down your communications with regard to cell phones, landlines, text messages, the whole thing's going to be gone. And what will you have left? This is why people like Steve Quayle, myself, Doug Hagman, Mike Adams, we've all jumped on the same team and we're supporting sat phones and we also have a messaging service with it called Galileo and there are two separate services. But I'm telling you about them now because pretty soon we're going to be gone. We're, we're going to be erased. And how are you going to get information? Well, through the one source they can't erase, which is sat phones. And my greatest fear is that, you know, we live north of Metropolitan Phoenix out in the boondocks of the desert, but occasionally our family is scattered throughout the city of Phoenix. How would we rally when they do this shutdown that takes 30 minutes? Well, we wouldn't. And if you have a sat phone, you have a chance. And also sat phones are practical because if you're in a remote area, your cell phone's not working, your car breaks down, you don't dare walk. All you need is the air for your sat phone. And it's not expensive, folks. Now I don't use it to chit chat, but I pay one-fourth the cost of my cell phone bill for my sat phone. And I think every member of your family should have one of these as an emergency backup. So what do we do? Well, we're advertising the crap out of this because this is how we think we're going to disseminate information and stay in touch with key people that we need to talk to in these takedown times. So how do you get a hold of them? Well, you call 855-980-5830. 855 855- And when you get your sat phone, ask them about the Galileo messaging service that many of us uh, who are thought to be kind of the the forerunners of the alternative media, we are subscribing to this and we put out two to six emergency messages every day. And that's kind of uh, underselling the point. It's a really good operation. One more thing, and I push this every time I talk to a group, storable food we're we're headed i've listed 18 ways i sat down the night and i made 18 item list of how our food supply is being diminished and it's not going to be long until they have total control over you because they have total control over your food and you need to do something about that do you want to trust a regime who left over a thousand americans behind enemy lines in afghanistan or do you want to take matters into your own hands well that's why you want to go to my patriot supply put the matters in your own hands with 25-year shelf life, restaurant quality food, it tastes great, it's high in calories, and it's designed to be that way. You're not going on a diet, you're eating for survival. That's why you want high calories. 2,000 calories per day is what the average meal contains, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and variety within those meals. And there's a great sale on right now, $100 off the 90-day package. Now, experts say you need two years. So how do you get from 90 days to two years? You make all your orders, 90-day orders, so you can bug out with them or you can store. And I'm going to give you some advice here off the commercial grid. You better hide them because the anti-hoarding laws are coming. But you need the food to survive. You go to the camp to get the food. And if they don't like you, you're not leaving that camp. So how do you get a hold of the food? You go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And I want you to know the three sponsors we have for this segment today, it's all about one thing. As I turn down 90% of the advertising that comes our way here at the Common Sense Show. This is all about, we hope you don't need the service, but this is gonna help you survive if things really turn south. And all the evidence is it's turning south. And speaking of turning south, we've been talking about mind control with our guest, Sarah Westall. And Sarah, before we move this to a conclusion, I remembered, okay, we didn't get too carried away. Tell people how they can follow your good work.
1: Oh yeah, go to sarahwestall.com. And that's the best place to see everything that I do. I post articles, I post shows. Uh, I have different partners that I post shows, I'll, or post their articles. I'll post your articles too, um, Dave. And I also have I have a solutions document that I did with Dr. Joe Nuzma that if you've gotten the mRNA, uh, mRNA shot or if you are around people who, you know, the shedding, which is almost everybody, ways to stay healthy and ways to uh rebuild your body and deal with the damage of the mrna shot and we have more and more stuff that we're coming up they're putting up there and it is what we're finding you know the the traditional medical system is not going to be helpful in this area you're we're looking at cutting edge technologies from the best scientists all over the world and you know studies Uh, that were blind, double blind studies on how it's fixing your blood from clotting, all sorts of stuff, using quantum energy, using frequency, using different, very safe methods. Dr. Sherry Edwards, Rife technology, also quantum tech, um, block technology. It's amazing stuff. And other avenues for cell rejuvenation, if you've gotten the mRNA shot, go there. It's really important. It's not gonna be easy. You're gonna have to look into it and and try these things because it's really important. If you care about having a healthy, normal life, you really need to look into these things. And it's really sad what they did to people in a mass-oriented way, but that's what I'm devoted to, is trying to get out information that'll help people through and navigate through these really hard times.
0: Yeah, I've interviewed uh, Dr. Joe Nussma, and he is the real deal. Um, of course, uh, he's undergoing some attack right now, too. I had a conversation with him. I'll be, I won't be specific about it, but um, when you're over the target, they come after you, and, and Joe's experiencing some persecutions, how we say, right now for his good work, too.
1: Yes, he is. I mean, we all are, and I, I'm i not surprised. It is what it is. Well, it's, I got the hamsters
0: awful. running both my studios and the radio and TV because we got attacked. And um, so... Yeah, what I've had to do to stay on the air has been nothing short of dramatic, but uh, that's the way it is. But anyway, let's go back and I want to put a, a, a bow. <laughs> that's the wrong phrase. I I don't want to make it sound positive, but the the but the mind control. Uh, let me tell you what else I know they can do, and we only got a couple of minutes left. But I learned this from Dr. Nick Baggage when I interviewed him a couple times back in the '90s, with Project Harp, the frequency effect can be enacted on the brain by using Project HARP. And they can narrow beam it to a specific house, for example, or even an individual. But they can broad beam it to a community. So they can turn you, and this is what uh, um, Jose Delgado did back in the 60s, he could turn a cat into a raging ball of fury and then very calm again. And so we can be um, have our emotions excited by these external forces to cause us to want a riot, to go into a rage, or to be completely passive and docile. And I see evidence that we're doing both in our society.
1: Well, they've done it in Africa with these tribes. And you used to see where these tribes would just massacre people, you know, all these massacres that were going on?
0: Yeah, right.
1: And that was actually studies on this technology, because it would be a tribe that was normally, they would protest maybe, but they wouldn't they weren't that angry and they weren't that violent. It's because they were doing these studies, and I I covered this about three years ago in detail of the different things that they were doing with this technology and how they got these tribes to just massacre other groups of people, and they took it too far and there was pushback internally it, within these operations, but that's what they can do. You and the famous with the Iraqi soldiers that um, yeah yeah. It, you know, they Using surrendered.
0: ALX, right. Yeah, that was this technology as well. Yeah, it's um, there's almost no limit. I remember in 2008, DHS totally under control uh, of the liberals at that time. came out and they said we can uh, isolate the god part of the brain and, and eliminate religious extremism. And I looked at their data that they had out briefly, and I thought I think they can do this. And then they scrubbed everything. Yep. Um and I thought it was it might have been two thousand and ten. I think it was two thousand and ten, not two thousand and eight, was during Obama's administration. But it, it, that's how far they can go, people. The one thing I would say, and this is you know from my perspective, um, the Bible promises you'll be protected in the end if you walk with the Lord. And I believe we're in the beginning of the end days. And uh if, if your walk is right with Jesus, he will not depart from you. And you say, well, what's your uh, defense? Kevlar? No, it's called Christianity. Um, and I'm going to throw that out, folks, because we are in desperate, desperate times. Sarah, we're out of time, but I wanted to congratulate you for the great work you're doing. SarahWestall.com is where you want to go. Uh, she's got a newsletter. I subscribe to it. I suggest you to. Sarah, thanks so much. We're right up Thank against you. it. we got to run. But great job today. Thank you.